Now, London is Fallen is a follow-up to A Guilty Pleasure. Last, maybe last year or maybe two years ago, there were two almost identical White House being taken over movies. White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen. There wasn't a lot in them, really. Uh, White, uh, Olympus Has Fallen had uh, was a much more sort of self-serious one. The other one was jokey and had Jamie Foxx in it and Chan- uh, Channing Tatum. It was a bit more winning on that scale. And Olympus Has Fallen had Gerard Butler and Aaron Eckhart, and it was a bit more sort of po-faced and uh, noble and everything else. But they were about the same. They were both sort of guilty pleasure, six out of ten big-budget films. And I didn't hate them. Uh, and Anthony Farquhar, who's a training day director and someone I've got a lot of time for, he was responsible for the first film, and now London Has Fallen has arrived, which is a sequel, a really weird way, weird film to have a sequel to. How do you have a sequel to a film where Jeremy Renner's a Secret Service agent rescuing the president? And you've got to go through the same every movie. The president's in perilous danger and, and Jeremy Renner's, and they both end up shooting guns at everyone in every film. It's kind of cool, I guess. Um, so he's uh, been replaced by Babak Najafi. Probably because Anthony Farquhar's got far too much class to be involved in something like London Has Fallen. Uh, Story-wise, the um, Prime Minister of England dies and it's immediately announced that there will be a funeral in London and all of the world's dignitaries appear and it's immediately noted how much of a security nightmare that is. And then all hell breaks loose when they're all at the funeral and, and all the world's dignitaries are there. Everyone in London is apparently a terrorist. Even the, uh, the the armed guards wearing their Busby hats turn into terrorists. And they blow up half of London. Uh, and it's, it's all quite good fun, actually. They blow up with just about every landmark they can get their hands on. With the kind of special effects you get in a Chuck Morris movie, which, considering it's got a big budget, $60 million, the effects in it are occasionally pretty cheesy, pretty TV standard. Um and the rest of it you can just guess. Obviously, it's Islamic terrorists, but to give it its credit, it isn't Islamic terrorists per se. It's someone who is fighting a personal battle because his own family was killed in a drone strike, and somehow he's managed to control every single level of British society so that everyone from policemen to politicians is on his side in this secret cabal. Um, and what is it like as a movie? Is it as a guilty a pleasure as um, White House uh, sorry, as Olympus has fallen, it isn't. It's a really terrible film. Um, it's, I thought, pretty well put together up until the halfway stage, and I did actually enjoy them destroying London and and killing off loads of the world's dignitaries. I kind of felt quite satisfied by that whole experience, and that part of the film I actually thought was pretty good in the in the sort of if you're in this world of movies. Um, I thought it was fairly tight. I thought the screenplay was interesting up until that point. Sadly, the rest of the movie is uh, law of diminishing returns. There's only so many firefights you can watch the President of the United States and his top secret service buddy get involved with. And it was a lot of repetition of car chases, of fighting, of things blowing up. Uh, and the second half of the film, I kind of lost focus a little bit as to what was happening uh, and it doesn't really make any sense. It could be called offensive towards something vaguely Middle Eastern that isn't ever really defined. Um, I don't think it's intelligent enough to be. I suppose you could say that it was anti-Arab or something like that. But they, 
to their credit, they do actually make the motivation not religious but personal for the uh, guy that's doing all the carnage. Jeremy, sorry, no, I keep saying Jeremy Renner. Now, that is a Freudian slip and a half. It's Jared Butler. And for me, those two actors are totally interchangeable, and I think they're terrible in everything, or at least they're exactly the same in everything. So it's actually Jared Butler, who's probably even worse than Jeremy Renner in films. He's got a good cast. Aaron Eckhart's a good actor, but he needs to get out of these roles because he's just playing the president of the United States with a gun far too often. Uh, Morgan Freeman, for some unbelievable reason. Angela Bassett, for some bizarre reason. Melissa Leo. It's got some big names in it. And it's not without its moments, and it's kind of interesting watching London burn as a Londoner. Um, But it would be nice to get some effects that didn't look like they were from, you know, MacGyver or something like that. So London has fallen borderline bad enough to be good. And I would probably say it is worth three and a half out of ten. Nearly. If it was as good as the first half, I would have probably put it into positive territory at about six but it does get repetitious and uh, boring by the end so three and a half out of ten for London's Fallen. I'm really surprised that the director Babak Najafi didn't have a little bit more sensitivity he's only an Iranian refugee that fled Iran when he was uh, a youngster and actually uh, didn't see his own brothers for 11 years fleeing the Iran-Iraq war so you think he'd have slightly more depth to bring to the story, but um, it couldn't be any more surface if it's Michael Bay. 